Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. The missing woman Round Rock police were searching for has been found alive. She was found yesterday after a family member said 29-year-old Yara Perez contacted them. Police say that she is cooperating with law enforcement but did not say the condition in which she was found. Perez was last seen on the evening of August 26th leaving Diva's Men's Club. Nine new bridges have been added to improve safety and mobility in Bastrop County, and there's going to be a ribbon cutting today to celebrate the State Highway 71 project in Bastrop. That ceremony takes place at 1030 this morning. The Bastrop Music Festival kicks off today. It's four days and nights of live music featuring 40 shows by artists in a variety of genres and venues all across the city. There are daytime activities that are free and open to the public. The nighttime shows start at 6. Tickets go from $40 to $100. Well, today, the Austin ISD School Board could vote on whether to allow the state to get involved in the district's special education department. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. This proposal would give Austin ISD the least severe method of state intervention, which is a monitor. That person would be able to observe and report to the state, but that's only if the district agrees to meet dozens of other deadlines and requirements to come into compliance on special education violations. That would include spending half the school board meeting on student outcomes. If the district agrees to this deal, it would also be waiving the ability to appeal future state intervention. And the TEA found Austin ISD has repeatedly missed evaluation deadlines for students who may need special education services. First warning weather with meteorologist Sean Kelly. Hey, good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday to you. We start with a nice, pretty look outside and dealing with a little bit more clouds up above. That'll be one key difference today, but it was certainly a hot day yesterday as we climbed to 99 degrees here in Austin. Might be a degree or two hotter than that today as we're starting off pretty warm here. 79 in Kingsland. Good morning to you. In Lamita at 76, we're at 75 in Buda, up through Georgetown into the upper 80s at 78, 75 in LaGrange, 76 in Cameron. So here's the deal. If you're heading out to the trail today, prepare for the heat. We've got feels like temperatures going way up into the triple digits today. We'll see a little bit more clouds up above. We've got the humidity in place, a little bit more humidity, making it feel very uncomfortable. And yes, we'll reach close to 100 degrees once again today and be hovering around that mark here through the next few days as we head into the weekend. But we've got a cold front here still in the forecast. We'll talk about the cooler temperatures plus the rain that we could see with it as well coming up in the next few minutes. Thank you, Sean. People in Austin at risk of opioid overdoses nearly lost some resources that could potentially save their lives. Yeah, the Texas Harm Reduction Alliance says it was nearly evicted because some of the tools they hand out are illegal in Texas. KXN's Grace Reader explains how the group will continue to operate for now. When someone stops by this outreach van run by the Texas Harm Reduction Alliance, they may be given sterile drug supplies or drug testing strips, but those are illegal in Texas. Despite the fact that there are study after study after study showing the positive health impacts and community impacts of being able to distribute these supplies. Which is part of the reason why, just down the street at the THRA's drop-in center on Cesar Chavez, the group was told they needed to stop. On Overdose Awareness Day, we got a letter from our landlord and property 
property manager informing us that we needed to cease operations immediately at risk of eviction. That's where Austin City Council members say they stepped in, including Vanessa Fuentes. So what we were able to do is facilitate a conversation between the Texas Harm Reduction Alliance and their landlord, and uh, we came to an agreement where they would be still operating, but just in a more limited capacity. The THRA says that includes doing more perimeter sweeps, and they've had to shuffle some services to their mobile operations. We're stretched pretty thin as it is, so we're, it'll be a challenge to navigate, but we love our people so much, so we're going to do what it takes to make sure they have a safe space to be. For now, the group is able to continue serving the roughly 100 people it sees a day at its Cesar Chavez location, but without the state legalizing harm reduction tools, the THRA will continue to be at risk. We worry about people experiencing more overdoses and people having to have unsafe use practices, and then just the emotional impact. Grace Reader, KXAN News. That the property manager who represents the landlord sent us a statement and it reads, quote, we do not comment on specifics as it relates to our tenants. That said, we support the mission of Texas Harm Reduction Alliance so long as they remain committed and accountable to being good neighbors. Now, when we go in depth on this issue, we know as Texas sees one of the country's highest rates of fentanyl overdoses, lawmakers in Congress are considering the Fentanyl Safe Testing and Overdose Prevention Act, and that would expand access to fentanyl testing strips, which would give people a way to identify the drug. It's currently being studied on committee, and if it's released from committee, it will be put on the calendar for a vote. During this past legislative session in Texas, there was a bipartisan push to legalize fentanyl testing strips. Even Governor Abbott was on board. The bills tied to that effort did not have enough steam to make it to the finish line. But meanwhile, other harm reduction tools like clean needles do not have the same support. Some lawmakers saying they think the needles will just encourage drug users instead of keeping them away from it. As positive COVID cases continue to rise, the Biden administration is bringing back those free COVID test programs. Starting next week, you're going to be able to order four free COVID tests from the government, and they'll be sent to your home by mail at no cost to you. The Department of Health and Human Services also bringing back its website where you can order these tests. That website will stay online and be available to use through the end of this year. Writers and producers say they are nearing an agreement when it comes to the writer's strike. Why we could still see delays, though, in shows. Kyle Police Department saying it's arrested five people linked to a human smuggling operation. We're looking at this case after a similar arrest less than a month ago. Good, good Monday, good Monday morning. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> it is Thursday. I'm so sorry. Is it Monday? Get that out of your head. It is Thursday, September 21st. On this morning, you can see a live look that we have for you on the camera over on the Indeed building looking at the domain. Well, writers and producers are nearing, they say, an agreement when it comes to ending the Writers Guild of America strike. And it's after a face-to-face meeting with studios on Wednesday. The two sides hoping to finalize this deal today. WGA members have been on strike for more than 100 days with the actors joining the picket line in July. It appears to be the closest though that the two sides have come to a resolution since the more than 11,000 film and TV writers went on strike. They've argued their compensation doesn't match the revenue that's been generated during the streaming era. WGA has also pushed to require studios to staff TV shows with a certain number of writers for a certain period. While optimistic that the two sides will finalize some kind of deal, sources telling NBC that if a deal is not reached, the strike could last through the end of the year. 
And that means if you're looking for new stuff to watch, the supply could start to run dry. We're going to get what's been taped and, and out there, but there's no hope for scripted starting at the top of next year if this resolution doesn't happen immediately. If a deal can be hammered out with writers, it's still one guild down, one guild to go with actors waiting in the wings. The Federal Reserve is announcing it's keeping interest rates steady for now. What this could mean for your next shopping trip. Sitting down with a man who presided over the Texas Senate impeachment trial. What comes next for Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick? Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday as we take a live look from our camera over at the Whittlesea Landscape in Round Rock. We're so happy to have you around with us. It is a nice morning out there. We're going to check in with Sean to see what your forecast is looking like for the rest of the day. Now, the extra amount you pay to buy things is, going, is not going to get any higher, at least for now. The Federal Reserve announced it is keeping interest rates steady for the time being. The Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the Fed's main policy rate would stay between five and a quarter and five and a half percent. The Fed has been steadily raising rates in an effort to fight high inflation. Market watchers, though, still expect one or more hike before the end of the year. Powell says the Fed, though, remains open to the idea. Inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year, and longer-term inflation expectations appear to remain well anchored. Nevertheless, the, progress, the process of getting inflation sustainably down to 2% has a long way to go. Well, inflation still remains above that 2% target. With core inflation, which includes volatile food and energy prices, running at 4.2%. But despite Americans dealing with the high prices and tight budgets, experts are predicting consumers will spend a lot of money, actually break records when it comes to $12 billion of spending this Halloween. Part of that is because more Americans expected to take part in the holiday this year. 73% of spending on average, $108 each. Total spending on costumes for adults, children, and pets is expected to reach over $4 billion this year. And then decorations are as popular this year as they were last year. Coming up next on the Today Show, NBC News Senior Consumer Investigative Correspondent Vicki Wynn is sharing tips for families who want to start shopping early to score out the deals and decorations, candy, and all that, all the popular items this year. If you dropped your Apple Watch into a public toilet, would you dive in and get it? Well, Michigan officials are urging people not to do it, and this is why. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources released these pictures of a public bathroom at a boat launch. And they say that a woman dropped her watch in and then lowered herself in to try and get it out. After it got stuck, she got stuck. First responders called after screams heard coming from that restroom. They helped remove the toilet and a strap was used to hoist the woman from the restroom. By the way, the watch was eventually retrieved. Well, thank goodness. Well, I don't know if she's going to use it anymore. Yeah. It's a little bad luck. Well, why don't I you mean, try she... and, and retrieve it then if yeah. she wasn't going to use it? It's an expensive device. Yeah. You know, I can see <laughs> how you would want to drive. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. I, I mean, I've dropped my phone in the toilet before yeah. um, several times. But I mean, that that's probably not, not, not the cleanest to, toilet. Not to yeah. that level. Yeah. 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 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday to you. 447 is the time. So look at the temperatures over the past few days. We went from 94 on Sunday, 96 Monday, 98 Tuesday, and we climbed to 99 degrees yesterday. There was a few... Uh, LCRA uh, readings of triple digit temperatures yesterday. We didn't quite get there here in Austin, but today I am forecasting that we will. It's going to be certainly close over the next few days, and it will feel even worse than that when you factor in the heat with the humidity. A live look in the domain area. A little bit of a cloudier start this morning, a partly cloudy sky, 77 degrees. It's a good indication right now with the clouds above that the humidity is really working its way in. As a result, we'll also not see as cool of early morning temperatures here. Not as comfortable. 74 in Bastrop, 75 in Rockdale, 78 in San Saba. We're quiet here in Central Texas. We've got some rain out towards the western part of the state that will miss us, unfortunately. Although there is a chance, a less than a 10% chance of a stray shower for the day tomorrow. Other than that, than that, we are dry all the way up through Saturday. Heading into Sunday, though, we start to see some increasing rain chances from Sunday into Sunday evening. And then especially as we head into the day Monday with the cold front, maybe not fully pushing completely through the area, but close enough to central Texas to bring us some widely scattered showers, some thunderstorms, and maybe even some heavy rain from Monday all the way through Tuesday as well. Right now, models still kind of all over the place here, but generally speaking, more than likely probably about a quarter of an inch through a half inch of rain looking most likely at this point. With that and the humidity and the rain that we did see last week, still going to be dealing with the mold count here through the next uh, few days that is in the high territory, including fall elm, which continues to climb in the medium category. 100 degrees. Yep, that's the forecast for today. I wish it wasn't so, but you factor in the feels like temperatures as well. It's going to feel like 104, 105 in a few spots. Nearly triple digits through the next few days for the first weekend of fall with increasing rain chances from Sunday and heading into Monday. Thank you, Sean. This week, the Kyle Police Department says it arrested five people linked to a human smuggling operation. Police say the suspects bought, brought a group across the border illegally and then held them for ransom. As KXN Sarah Alshea explains, if this sounds familiar, well, this is the second time this has happened in Hayes County this month. A little over a week ago. Police say the men kidnapped at least 10 migrants who were smuggled into the U.S. from Mexico. KXAN reported about three people arrested in a human smuggling and kidnapping investigation by the San Marcos Police Department. Now on Wednesday, yet another case, this time in the city of Kyle. Five adult suspects holding five adults against their will, demanding ransom money from the family members of those five victims. These five men are charged with engaging in organized criminal activity and trafficking of persons. In both cases, the suspects are accused of holding people smuggled across the U.S. border for ransom. Those individuals that they pay are actually the ones that are turning against their customer, the one they're bringing further into the United States. A victim's family member told police they were asked to send $7,000 electronically for the release of their loved one. Kyle PD tracked down the home and safely freed the victims. The Hayes County Sheriff's Office says location plays a factor in why we're seeing this happen in the area. I-835 runs right through 
um, Hayes County. The amount of criminal activity that comes up and down I-35 is, is, is pretty startling, and human smuggling is all part of that. It's a crime law enforcement says goes underreported. Fear of deportation, fear of arrest. In this case, a victim's relative reached out to Kyle PD for help, something Barnett encourages others to do as well. Being a victim of crime uh, should take priority over their other concerns. We don't want people to get hurt. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Just yesterday, Texas First Lady Cecilia Abbott joined the Texas Advocacy Project to talk about how to better address human trafficking. She highlighted a new law requiring, requiring rideshare drivers to go through training, teaches them how to spot signs of human trafficking. She says everyone should be aware. I believe that if we continue to work together to protect and defend the victims of human trafficking, we can eradicate this heinous crime once and for all. Another new law increases penalties for traffickers that use excessive force. The FBI is investigating after a 14-year-old girl says an American Airlines employee tried to record her when she went to the plane's bathroom. This is what she said she found on the toilet. It looks like a phone with its flash on taped behind a scrawled message that read, seat broken. Now this happened earlier this month on a flight from Charlotte to Boston. The girl says that she was told by a male member of the crew to use the first class bathroom. So she did. She says the crew member entered just before her, told her the seat was broken, but not to worry about it, and then re-entered the bathroom after she left. That's according to a family statement. Police officers met the plane at the gate and then escorted an attendant off the aircraft. American Airlines says it takes the matter very seriously and it's cooperating with law enforcement. A private jet carrier JSX is cutting almost half of its flights out of Austin. Starting in October 1st, it will drop up to three flights a day between Austin and Dallas. That's according to the Dallas Morning News. And they say it's because the facility that the private carrier operates out of Austin is no longer available to them and that they were moved to another location that's too small for JSX to keep their current flight schedule. And in a statement, a spokesperson for the company said, we are actively working to resolve real estate constraints that are inhibiting our ability to serve the market sustainably and enable our growth and cater to our customer demand. It goes on to say, quote, JSX remains committed to serving the Austin community and looks forward to resuming flights once a more sufficient place from which to operate is secured. The University of Texas at Austin reached record enrollment and application numbers for the fall semester. More than 66,000 students submitted applications to UT for this fall, and that is 10% more than last year's numbers. In total, more than 53,000 students enrolled this semester, and that broke last year's all-time record of more than 52,000. UT credits its campus-wide student success programs, which were launched in 2012 for 10 years of what it calls unprecedented increases in student retention and graduation rates. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas and Baylor beginning Big 12 play this Saturday in what will be a frenzied environment. Noah Gross gets you set for the matchup. 
Well, the start of the season for Texas really could not have gone much better. 3-0 for the first time in about a decade, ranked number three in the country. But as head coach Steve Sarkeesian has said, nobody in the Big 12 really cares about what Texas has done so far. For the Longhorns, they know that really nobody likes them normally. But now as they get set for their final season in the Big 12, that's going to be ratcheted up to a whole other level. They are going to be the villain, and it's time to really roll out the mantra of embrace the hate. Now more than ever, are their horns down right now more than ever are there you know who cares about texas let's uh, let's let's take one more shot at them on the, on the way out and so we can't sit here and and be a punching bag you know we we got to walk in there and we have to be in attack mode sometimes it's okay to be the villain uh, sometimes you really just like you said embracing it um all that's all that is is just you know ignoring uh, how teams really feel about you and just ready to go out there and compete. Like Sark said, just listen to me and believe. And I feel like, honestly, wholeheartedly, 100%, the whole team is bought in and truly believes what he says. So I don't feel like it's going to be hard because we've already played in Alabama. We've already played in other places like that. And I feel like we'll be fine in that environment. Seemingly the end of a lot of these rivalries like Texas and Baylor, Longhorns against Texas Tech as we know them. Sark was asked about if he wants Texas to play some of these teams in non-conference games in the future, as weird as that may sound to say. And he said, well, when you play one of them, the other one gets mad. When you schedule Houston, Tech gets mad. When you schedule TCU, Baylor gets mad. So it is a tough balancing act for the Longhorns, but that's a problem down the road. They are sure focused on the Bears up in Waco this weekend. For now at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium, Noah Gross, KXAN News. All right, thanks, Noah. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. A tailor man leading the charge to take back money. This is after the city council there gave itself a nearly 4,000% raise. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.